everyone, and thank you for tuning in to this Shadow Speaks podcast. I first like to say that I appreciate all the love on my first episode. Whether you listen to my podcast, shared it online, or sent me a DM to tell me how it personally affected you, I'm grateful. Secondly, I'd like to announce that I will now be including a donation link on my website at thisshadowspeaks.com, and you can find that under Donate. This platform was built in order to aid people in their journey of finding their voice, expressing their soul's truth, and becoming who they've always wanted to become. I'm able to do this through providing an array of resources for people, and currently I'm doing this alone, so contributions are very helpful. Of course, it's not required nor expected, but if you feel moved to make a donation to my organization and help this platform reach its goals, then it would be greatly appreciated. Thank you in advance. You all have no idea how much your support means to me. Now, let's talk about toxic relationships and how to spot manipulation. This episode's quote is from Phil McGraw. It states, It's better to be healthy alone than to be sick with someone else. The major issue for people that seem to find themselves involved in these types of relationships, including myself, whether with family, romantic partners, people in the work environment, and friends, is lack of information. It's hard when you don't recognize the signs, you're unaware of how to protect yourself or prevent yourself from getting involved in these toxic dynamics in the first place. It's especially hard to leave when you cling on to good memories, you're blindsided by abuse, and most of all, you think certain behaviors are normal when in fact they're not. In this episode, I'll give you some of the most common signs I saw that made me realize I was being manipulated. And in part two, I will discuss ways to protect yourself from manipulative people and their tactics. So, the first sign of manipulation I saw was love bombing. This is very hard to recognize because it may cause you to believe that a genuine connection is being formed. Not to mention, love bombing is not necessarily bad in and of itself, but it can be a tactic used to manipulate and control a person. They're trying to rush the natural forming of a relationship and create an intense bond early on. In the beginning of the relationship, you may be showered with gifts, attention, and compliments. I know for me this tactic worked because I'm someone who loves to make connections with people, and I'm also someone who didn't really have deep connections with people, so when this did come along, I would get really excited early on and not even recognize that I was being love-bombing. And I didn't re- realize that they did this in order to control me. They wanted me to let down my guard and trust them, and they wanted me to see them in our connection as more than what it really was. This was a way for them to control my perception of everything and keep power in the relationship. I rarely experienced the gift-giving of love bombing, but I did experience the overwhelming amount of attention and compliments. Their goal was to make me feel very special and as if there was something about me that caused them to finally let down their walls and you know, be involved in this connection. This can be very confusing, but if you keep in mind that it's very early on in the relationship and the forming of the connection feels unnatural, then it can be easier to spot. This showed up in friendships like they would say things like, I don't have many friends and I don't typically like people, but it's different with you. I just feel really connected to you like I've known you forever. You're just so different from anyone else who I've met. And these people would want all of my time. I thought that the friend wanting a lot of my time and wanting to hang out with me a lot was a good sign, but it also showed that they lacked respect for me and respect for my boundaries. Someone wanting to be around you all the time, wanting to text you all the time, wanting to call you all the time, and and their excuse for that is by saying that I don't have other friends and, and you just feel so different and it feels like I've known you forever, that person is love bombing you. It was very similar with my romantic relationships as well. They wanted me to believe that we had a type of soulmate connection saying things like, I feel like I've known you forever. I just felt this instant connection with you. And usually these comments are not backed up with any evidence. And like I said, with friendships, they wanted all of my time. So 
romantic partners that showed up the same. They wanted all of my time. They would text me all the time, call me all the time. And they would also get upset when we didn't speak by saying, and they would say things and excuse that by saying, I just feel different with you and I've never felt like this with anybody else and that's why I behave the way that I behave. These relationships will lack boundaries and you feel attached to the person more than in relationship with them. You'll feel enmeshed with these type of people, like I said, more than you're in relationship with them. And when you're enmeshed with someone, you lack boundaries, you lack an individuality, you're not your own person, you have to overshare and they demand to know all parts of your life and they demand to have access to all parts of your life. That's why I was talking about them wanting to call you all the time and wanting to be around you all the time. Um, Self-expression is not really promoted. And it just, you'll just know because you won't feel like you're in relationship. You'll just feel like you're an extension of this person. And um, in my Family members, when I was being love bombed by my family members, this did show up just a little bit different because when you're in a relationship with family members, it's usually for a long period of time. So they would love bomb in the beginning, of course, but they would also use love bombing as a tool whenever they needed it so that they can get whatever they wanted. And I found that they would randomly become nice and compliment me. This is always a red flag because, of course, if you're used to someone being abusive, someone being toxic, someone being negative towards you and they randomly decide to be nice to you, then that should be a love that should be a red flag and that should let you know that you are being love bombed. Um when my family members would do this to me, they would compare me to those around me by saying that I'm doing better than those around me and I'm just a really good person and putting me on a pedestal and pumping up my head, just making me feel so good about myself. But I could always bet that there would be a 90% chance that abuse or manipulation would follow after the love bombing. So I chose to speak on that first because it can be hard to recognize. You think you finally found someone who sees your worth. You're being valued as a person and you're forming genuine connections. But then you can be blindsided by abuse or other forms of manipulation. That moves me to the second sign of manipulation, which is isolation. This is a bit easier to recognize because you will find yourself losing contact with people around you and only being involved with the person who is manipulating you. This is a control tactic. If you are isolated, then you have no other behaviors to compare those to. You aren't sure if you're overreacting to toxic behaviors or if you're just, like they would like to say, overreacting, being sensitive, or in your feelings. I wish you all could see me when I said that I did the quotation marks because you're not in your feelings, but that's just something that they would like to say. It also makes it easier because you have no one to lean on for help or advice. Isolation can show up as them trying to convince you that everyone around you is the bad guys and they're the only one who has your best interests in heart. They will overreact about fallouts between you and other people and convince you to cut them out. And just like we talked about in love bombing, they're going to want all of your time. You're not going to have time for your family. You're not going to have time for your friends. If this is someone who you're in a romantic relationship with, if this is your friend, they're not going to let you have time for your other friends. They're not going to let you have time for your family. They want all of your time. And if they don't have all of your time, they're going to try to convince you that everyone around you is bad so that you cut those people off and they're going to get all of your time either way. So I had a, fa a past friend of mine do this. She would frequently ask me about people in my life and what we did for fun and how we interacted and things of that nature. So this was in the beginning of our relationship. So I thought that, you know, she just wanted to know about my personal life. She wanted to know what I like to do for fun. She just wanted to get to know me. But this was just her way of me for me to open the door so that she can paint all the people in my life as bad people. If I complained about another friend, she would over-exaggerate and say that I needed to cut them off. 
she would love comparing other people to herself, making her seem better in comparison, saying things like, I would never do that to you. I'm just not that type of person. I can't see how you would just let somebody do that to me. You would really let that slide. Is that really your friend? I think you need to cut them off. They don't have your best interest in heart. Like they would say many, she would say many things like this. And one time she even went as far as pressuring me to take out my phone and to block someone. This was extremely controlling, but in the moment, I thought it was her looking out for my best interest and trying to help me keep toxic people out of my life. So if this scenario sounds similar to anybody in your life, then that can be a big sign that they're trying to isolate you. If they're trying to make everyone around you seem toxic, if they're trying to compare everyone to, around you to them and say that they're better in comparison, then that is a sign that they're trying to isolate you. But I was vulnerable with this person because I had told her about my past trauma, which is something that you don't do. And we'll talk about that more in um, the next episode. But I told her about my toxic past. So she used that to her advantage and she covered it up as if she was trying to protect me from falling back into similar patterns. She also knew that I'm someone who's very impressionable. And that's why I can say those that manipulate you, they've done their research on you. When they have access to your trauma, when they have access to your patterns and your inner thoughts and everything like that, they're going to use those things against you. They, they will know all the tricks that they need to pull out their back to reach their goal. And in this case, their goal would be to isolate you, to control you. Growing up with family members that had manipulated me and kept me away from extended family, they told me that my extended family hated me. I was all that they had. And um, both of these situations, they both made me feel confused, unloved, and insecure. But most of all, I was alone. And that's why... You know, noticing isolation is so important because when you're alone and you're in a toxic relationship, it's so much harder for you to get out because this is the only person that you have, the only person that you can depend on for anything. And this is the only behavior, this is the only example that you have of what a friend is, what a mother is, what a cousin is, what a, a co-worker is, what a boss is, any, you know, whatever the case may be, this is your only example because they've literally made you cut everyone else out of your life so yes confusion comes up yes all the insecurity comes up yes you feel in love but most importantly like i said you're alone so if you notice someone trying to convince you that everyone around you is toxic if you notice that this person literally wants all of your time and they're not allowing you to be with anyone else in your life then that is a red flag and you should remove yourself from that relationship so I hope after the first two signs, you can already decipher if someone in your life is toxic or not. And I know many people that are probably listening to this, they're probably listening to this with certain people in mind, because I know that's something that I would do. I would listen to this or I would research things and I would already have my person in mind. So I hope that you can already, you know, check off two things and know if this person is toxic and if they're manipulating you. So the next sign is negative humor, constant judgment or throwing insults at you, especially if accompanied by a compliment. So I group these together because they're very similar and they're all used to make you feel insecure about yourself, especially when it comes to things that you can't control or fix immediately. This would be things like financial status, physical appearance. Um, they'll say things about your acne, what kind of clothes you have on, how much money you have in the bank, things of that nature. The worst thing about this is they will convince you that you have no sense of humor and you're being too sensitive and they'll say things like, can you take a joke? And they will really get into your head making you think that you overreacted, you're too sensitive. And I remember like, I would beat myself up. Anytime I would question somebody and they would be like, 
you're just being too sensitive and I just won't joke with you like that. I would literally beat myself up and I'd be like, why did I even bring it up? And I just messed up a good thing. I just messed up this friendship. I just messed up this um, potential romantic relationship because I'm too sensitive. And it's because oftentimes these type of people, they will punish you for speaking up for yourself. Because these type of people, they can't be with a secure person that knows who they are. They have to be with someone who's insecure, who doesn't know who they are. They have to be with someone who will not stand up for themselves, someone who will not protect themselves. So if they're telling you, you know, you're too sensitive and things like that, that's because they're trying to convince you that they, should, that they can say anything that they want to you and that you're not allowed to speak up for yourself. So for this example, I'm going to use another friend of mine because she did all three of these things consistently. And I hope these examples are helping you all. And I just use them because sometimes it's easier to hear things and to, you know, relate it to your own situation. So she was constantly judging the way I did things. It could be something as small as the way I dressed, the way I did my job, how I put my sock on. And if I came to her with like a new hairstyle, she would love to analyze it and judge it. Um, a new outfit she would love to analyze it and judge it and make rude comments and the funniest thing is she would literally you know she would make the comments towards me and then wear the similar things to me her goal was to make me feel insecure and question the way I did things she was also someone who loved um, to talk about sexual freedom and self-expression but one day we were going to go out and she made a comment that my dress was too revealing so you know I just said she loved to talk about sexual freedom and self-expression so this came as a surprised to me because this literally did not align with the type of person who I thought she was and mind you I'm a grown adult in my 20s so I didn't expect for it to be an issue that my dress was too you know revealing and she also made several comments that day about my closet and how many of my clothes look very depressed so of course now I had lost the motivation to go out and I felt super self-conscious about my clothes and the way I had looked no motivation to go out literally feeling insecure was not hype at all. The crazy thing is, like I said, her comments did not align with her supposed views that she had. She made them in order to make me feel insecure. And anytime she did compliment me, she made sure to include an insult. So this could be someone saying, that dress looks really good on you if you just lost a couple pounds. I love that hairstyle on you, but if it was only just a little bit longer, it would be cute. Oh my gosh, girl, your teeth look so white today, but you have that one yellow tooth in the corner. Like, they'll compliment you and then throw in that insult so you can be like, what? They want you to be blindsided. They'll butter you up in the beginning speaking highly of you, and then they'll shut you down by throwing in insults. And sometimes with these type of insults, it could take days, weeks, or years to even realize that they're insulting you. I know that was how that was for me. You know, I take the little compliment that they say, oh, my dress looks cute. Like, yay, I look good. And then I feel like, whoa, I just realized they said I need to lose 50 pounds. Like, what? <laughs> and sometimes it takes so many of these type of comments from that person to realize that they are slowly trying to make you feel bad about yourself. So I don't care if this is your friend, coworker, family member, husband, wife, boyfriend, or girlfriend. And I don't care if they say this is just who I am. I don't mean anything by it. Other people can handle my comments. You need to leave that relationship because they're trying to manipulate you and dismiss your emotions and keep you in a relationship that's destroying you and making you feel insecure. So we have the three signs. And like I said, I already know you all probably have that person in your mind. So if you can, if you're checking them off by, with this third sign, then that is like a huge probability that this person is toxic and they're manipulating you. So the last two I will discuss is mirroring 
mirroring, sorry, I can't say that word, and teaching you to question yourself. Mirroring is done when people either mirror you or they mirror your desires. They want you to believe in your mind that you are the perfect match and they are everything that you've ever looked for in a friend, a lover, a boss, whatever the case may be, whatever the relationship may be. They want you to think, oh my God, this is literally the person who I've been looking for my entire life. And they typically do this in the beginning of the relationship to make you think that that's just who they are because they can't do this in the middle. I mean, they can, but it's like most likely to happen in the beginning because they can't do it in the middle because you're going to be like, literally, who are you? Like you're acting just like me. So typically, once they get to know you and your patterns and what you like and things of that nature, you'll see they're slowly starting to marry you. This can be hard to recognize as well. All the signs can be hard to recognize and they're all, I feel like, made to make you feel crazy. Because if you bring these things up, they will call you crazy. Have you ever had a situation where you thought someone was copying you and you wanted to say something, but you didn't want to seem crazy or like you were a hater? Or not a hater, like you were like full of yourself or whatever? This is the same situation. But however, a good way to know they are mirroring you is to see how they act in front of you versus how they act with some around someone who they've been in a relationship for a long time. So for example, if this is your friend, and you notice that they start to act like you. See how they act around their sibling or their family or something like that. If they're acting completely different, then this can be a good indicator that they're mirroring you. I had a friend of mine do this. When he was around me, we were just alike. But it was me, him, and his brother. He was a completely different person. And I literally could not stand being around him. He often mirrored and mimicked my personality to create this false sense of intimacy and connection between us. So examples of mirroring might include them imitating your style, your tone of voice, your hair. They may pretend to be heavily interested in anything you're interested in. You could say, my favorite thing to do to pass time is to sniff walls. And here they go saying, oh my God, I finally found someone who loves to sniff walls as much as I do. And you're like, oh my God, like I really never thought I would meet someone who was interested in, you know, that weird activity that I'm interested in. They're not. They just want you to think that they're that you all are alike. They will mirror your desires. If you like someone who is outgoing, now they're the most outgoing person you'll ever meet. If you like someone who is spiritual, all of a sudden, here they are. They're this spiritual guru. And it's crazy because in the beginning, you think that you met your match. But in reality, this is just a mask they use in order to control you. Um, but I did notice that people don't always mirror in order to ma manipulate you. Some people do it because they lack their own identity, you know, anxiety and other things of that nature. But if they mirror you and it's along with the other signs like love bombing and like we said, negative humor and other things like that in isolation, then you can know that this person is trying to manipulate you and always try to tell if it's with ill intention. Last but not least, if a person causes you to question yourself, this can be seen when someone gaslights you. I know this term is overused now, the social media community has got hold of it, but it's very real and it is really damaging. And this is crazy because that person now controls your thoughts and how you move through life. So a great movie, before I get started on gaslighting, a great movie that I went to go see that I didn't even go see because I wanted to learn about gaslighting, but I just wanted to see because it was a scary movie, it's called The Invisible Man. If you want to know what it feels like to be gaslighted, if you want to you know, have your experience of gaslighting and see if that experience is valid, watch that movie. It's called The Invisible Man. I don't know where you can find it. I'm not, I don't think it's on Netflix because I saw it in theaters, but 
um, just look it up. I'm sure it doesn't cost that much to watch the movie, but it's really, really good. It's a scary movie. Um, it's like a little drama. And I saw it in theaters, and when I was sitting there watching it, I was like, wow, this reminds me of my narcissistic, um, abusive relationship that I was in. And this reminds me of what it feels like to be gaslit and to go crazy. Examples of this can include them telling you who you are, what you should and should not do, labeling your responses to things in extremes, and more. This is a tactic used to make you question your own sanity, and prolonged gaslighting can leave you codependent and unable to stand as your own person in the world because you've literally lost your mind. That's the only way to describe it. You've lost your mind. Gaslighting is not just a quirky term um, used on social media. It's real. Examples of this include them saying things like you're just sensitive, you're overreacting, no one will ever love you as much as I do, I only reacted like that because you made me, you're always late or you're always early, you can never do anything right. Like I said, gaslighters, they love to talk in extremes. And nothing can ever be just that one isolated incident. It always has to be this or it can never be this. So because I really want you, you know, to convince you of that thing. So I'll do two scenarios because this is so hard to pinpoint, especially when in relationship with a gaslighter. So here's a little story. A friend tells you an event starts at 9 a.m. You call her the night before just to make sure she confirms that the event starts at 9 a.m. The next day you show up at 8.50 a.m. because this friend claims that you are never on time to events. Like I said, talking in extremes, never. When you show up, you notice it has already begun and she walks up to you and says, girl, you can never be on time, can you? You're confused because you thought you were early. And you say, didn't the event start at 9 a.m.? She tells you, no, it started at 8.30 a.m. So gaslighters, they love doing these type of things because eventually this will cause you to believe that you've gone crazy and it will cause you to believe whatever they were trying to convince you of. So in this example, one friend was trying to convince another friend that she's always late to all the events. Her way of doing this was by telling her, yeah, the event starts at 9 o'clock, but really the event started at 8.30. And here she is questioning herself, questioning her memory, questioning, you know, her friend. Am I crazy? Did my friend really tell me this? What's going on? You're losing your mind. And now in her mind, she's always late to every event. So that is what gaslighting can be. That is how you learn to question your own mind. So although I won't go into details, other signs can be if you find yourself constantly over-explaining, feeling confused most of the time, or receiving the silent treatment. This is accompanied with, this accompanied with other signs can guarantee that you are involved in a toxic relationship and you are being manipulated. It is important to know that it is not your job to change these people. They will only change for themselves. It's not a good idea to confront them and tell them that you have discovered they are manipulative because they will only use this as a ticket to demonize you and make you regret ever bringing it up. I remember one time I had just figured out what narcissistic personality disorder is. I just figured out what narcissistic abuse is. And I went to my abuser and I told them, you're a narcissist. I sent them all these articles and I was like, boom, this is you. I figured you out. And I thought like, you know, they were finally going to be like, take off their mask and be like, you're right. I am a narcissist. I am abusive. This is not the case. This person actually turned things around on me and told me I was a narcissist. I'm abusive and I'm crazy and I'm just making stuff up. And I thought I collected all that evidence so that me and this person can finally, you know, move on and have a better relationship. No. So don't confront them. Don't tell them, hey, I listened to this podcast today and I realized you isolate me. You love bombing. You, you do this. You do that because they're going to be like, you're crazy. 
you making those words up or they might flip it and say you isolate me you love on me and it's just going to cause you to be more confused so my best thing to do my best advice would be to stay away from these people if you're if you're able to and if you're not that's okay we'll talk about ways to protect yourself in episode two but if you are able to leave just leave these people alone because they're not going to change for you they're only going to change for themselves and honestly there are more signs so if you all would like me to make another episode where i highlight some more just let me know and i would love to do that for you if you would like to see a summarized version of what i talked about today you can go to my website at thisshadowspeaks.com and you will find an article under blog titled the same as this podcast Thank you for tuning in. Part two of this episode on how to protect yourself will be available on Sunday. And until then, you can check out my blog, Instagram, or TikTok. And they're all titled This Shadow Speaks. Thank you.